Hey fellow pickers, my name is Mike Crafton. I'm coming to you from the redwoods of Northern California. And my name is Carl Mandrioli, and I'm coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado. All right, so uh, sounds like we're really doing this, huh, Carl? We are doing this. This is the Pickers Podcast, my friend. It's rolling. We're already at episode one. Yeah. First first episode. That's great. Right. So uh, I guess we could give them, uh, I don't know, something about our backgrounds, how we met, or how we met, how we... <laughs> How we got into the reselling? <laughs> I like it. I guess we can do that like, as if we didn't plan this out ahead of time. Yes, we could definitely talk about our backgrounds. <laughs> we don't have a script or anything. Come on. <laughs> it's not a script. We, we, it's okay to have an outline. So, all right. So what's what's your story, Mike? You are, you're hosting a Pickers podcast. What's like, what got you into this kind of thing? Well, you know, you and I were talking and you were asking me about if I garage sold. Right. And then, uh, when, when I was visiting you that one time, we all, we all went garage selling together and it seemed like a lot of fun. You know, my, my mom used to garage sell when we were kids. So it was, it was kind of nostalgic. Okay. So is it fair to say that you're the, the novice in this relationship? Definitely. I'm definitely going to be in the novice in this relationship. Okay. I know you, you've been reselling for a while. So. All right. Well, we're hoping that we'll, we'll both be learning things along the way. I'm sure that the folks that are, are out there that might even have more experience than us, have things to share, and we are definitely up for that. But I've actually been doing this for a while. I've been doing the uh, the picking and the reselling and, yeah, finding hidden treasures to supplement my income. I'm a teacher, and my wife stayed home from work for the first few years that our kids were, you know, super young. And my income was not sufficient for paying the bills. And so I got... Actually, it was my wife that got me into, you know, going garage selling, going to auctions, all this stuff. And I realized that I like selling stuff on eBay and Craigslist and Facebook and all those places. And I was able to make enough to cover the costs of our lifestyle, of the bills, basically. She eventually went back to work, but I'm still going. I just I just really enjoy it. And now you guys are rich from reselling? And now we are wealthy. That's right. We live in a mansion. Nice. I love it. <laughs> uh, incorrect, my friend. Incorrect. We're not. We're not wealthy. We're. Yeah, I can't quit my day job and do this. But I don't know if we learn enough. Maybe we'll we'll figure this thing out. I right. Don't know. I think we're going to. But I seen your passion about it. Really got me interested in it and what was going on. So, you know, I'm coming into this fresh and. The, the one thing that's really fascinating me about it so far was learning all the business side of reselling. Mm. Gosh, I don't know about in Colorado, but there's so much to get in those licenses and businesses and yada, yada, yada. It's crazy out here. But that's, that's down the road. Like You don't have to do that straight away. We're talking if you are really successful, then that's what you would do. But early on, it's just can you find a deal? Can you make a buck? Right. I see. That's not the approach that I took on it. I plan on making a lot of money right off the bat. So I went down and got it. Okay. I got a business license resale. I'm all set up. <laughs> I'm going to do this legit. But you already got the license. Are you serious? I applied for it yesterday. Finally, yesterday. Oh my god. That's all. That's okay. a story for a whole nother episode. I could talk to you for an hour about it. All right. That. We'll get to that. But this is a get rich quick scheme in your mind. <laughs> it definitely is. I plan on, I plan on retiring oh on reselling. Gosh. Come on. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let's, okay. Before we get to the business side of things, let's talk about what we did back in June, because this is kind of how we established this as a potential podcast. Uh, you were out visiting me for a different reason. And then I told you, I said, just so you know, you're welcome to stay for an extra day, but we have our community garage sale that day. And this is a big day for me. 
So I'm going to be aggressively, you know, hitting lots of houses and searching for those treasures. Aggressive was kind of mild. Well, I've been more aggressive than that. I actually dialed it back a little bit. <laughs> There's times that I'm literally running from the sale back to my vehicle to kind of go to the next one. <laughs> Carl, you're getting out of your car before it was even in park at the garage. I know, I know, I know. So I, I warned you ahead of time and I said, look, this is going to, this could like make or break our relationship or friendship here. <laughs> so what was your reaction to what you saw that day? Well, the first time that you blocked somebody in and then pushed over that kid to get to his toy box, oh I was gosh. a little uncomfortable after that. That is not what happened. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that bad. No, it, it was real, It was a lot of fun. You know, I understood the purpose, why you were going. I understood the why you had to get to the places. You know, because I even saw some of the cars uh, were kind of like following us or were following them from sale to sale. <laughs> right. So. Right. If, if they beat you there, they potentially will get the good stuff, right? Well, and I, t- I warned you about that. I said, this happens all the time where I show up and I'm looking for something in particular. And the person says, oh, we just sold that. Right. And then that happened. That literally happened that day, right? Right. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So that's part of the challenge for sure. That I, Yeah, kind of the race to, to find the good stuff. I enjoy that. So we've gone once together, but we're, the hope is that as this show continues to be produced will go more and more and we'll hopefully learn from each other because even though you're a novice you still you can still identify things that are really good deals correct yeah for sure for sure you know i just i have experience about different things already i you know it's not like i don't know anything about anything but i mean like i was i was at dinner tonight and i was telling one of my friends i was like i i, I can turn a plate over and i have no idea what it means when i turn it over i don't even know why i turn them over at a garage so I'm not going to know what the name is of this plate or what. like you're look. Oh my. So you, you're like, let me examine exactly the quality of this plate. I turn it over and look at the name. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it says X, Y, and Z. I have no idea what oh that means, gosh. but I turn it dishes over. Anyway. Are, dishes are like my nemesis. <laughs> when I see dishes, I'm like, no, stay away. I'm sure some of them could be valuable. I just, I'm just ignorant about their values. Yeah. I just assume I just got to keep moving on. There's things just like, you know, like records. I don't know records either. And, and right. people that really know that stuff would be able to identify yeah, exactly. rare or valuable items. So, so I'm looking, it's really funny. I'm looking forward to getting into that stuff, but I really have been putting everything on hold until we started this up because, you know, I, I knew I was going into it green and I wanted it to come across in the podcast that I'm green. Right. And I want to learn as we go. I want to learn. Well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a step one challenge right now. Okay. okay? Step one. Step one challenge, and I think this is good for everybody out there, for if you, especially if you're just getting going here, is you can sell stuff that you already have. You don't need to find stuff. Just what do you have that you're not using anymore that's that's valuable? And I know something that you have that you can sell, Mike. <laughs> Let me see. You know what I'm talking about? Is it one of the 10 jet boils that I have? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm not getting rid of my jet, jet boil. Jet boil is, is a backpacking stove, and... And Mike's got a few of them, and you really need. I mean, they they serve different purposes. So maybe two. How many do you have, really? With the new one that I just got, the the Minimo or Sumo, it's gonna. Mm-hmm. I, I have five of them now. So I five of them. Okay, so is it fair to suggest you can sell at least one? I'm not gonna sell an old junky one to somebody that's almost all broken down, right? Side note here: you can sell something that's broken down and junky. I mean, they have if you're selling, say, on eBay, they have you know an option where you can list things for parts, and so you're letting them know ahead of time 
you're selling it as is, and that is totally okay to Perfect. do. Perfect. I know what I could do. I could take, you know, that orange stand that folds out and clips onto the bottom of the fuel canister. I could start selling those mm. on eBay because I definitely don't use those. Strangely, yeah. Even so, okay, that's another good tip right there is that sometimes parts and pieces of things or accessories yes. that you're not going to use, those can be valuable as well. And you're not going to make a lot of money on them. But, uh, but yeah, if you're not going to use it, might as well post it, right? Yeah, no, I know we're kind of joking around about this, but that is one of the things that I've been looking at is, you know, the old DVDs that I have, old video games that I have. DVDs, uh, not not valuable. <laughs> oh, they're not? I'm sure there's some <laughs> See, rare that... ones. I'm sure there's some rare ones, but we're talking, yeah, dime a dozen. That tells you how green I am <laughs> in this. I'm not, I'm gonna no, be... it's good. This is good that we're talking about. It. Oh, it's going to be uh, horrible. Video game stuff, yeah, that's valuable though, for sure. But but you're, you're I mean, you're, you're definitely... You're skirting the issue here. The challenge is not just to sell something you already have. It's specifically the jet boils. I will, I'm challenging you to sell one of your jet boils, Mike. <laughs> All right. I'll break down and I'll sell one of them. Okay. Okay. One that you're not using, one that's junky, whatever you want. I lent you one. So can I have that one back and I can sell that one? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good strategy. I, didn't I lend you something really valuable you never gave back to me? Uh, you did. can't find that. Just just pay me for it. Just give me the money for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you did not lend me anything that is incorrect. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we kind of already shared that we we've gone picking before. We were at, at the community garage still here in Castle Rock, Colorado. Right. But how would you describe kind of like our origin story? How do we meet up? I mean, we live in very different places. We've never lived in the same town. We've never gone to the same school or church or anything so how does it go down uh you're just you know i was lonely and looking for some friends so i found you on facebook and started messaging you yeah so like chat rooms facebook chat rooms <laughs> chat room. yahoo chat you remember yahoo chat <laughs> i do you've got mail all that stuff yeah so you know uh we've already been talking about backpacking stuff you know right. what we're backpackers so uh, I was listening to your to your podcast, your backpacking podcast, and one night, you know, I was just gonna throw you a quick message on Facebook. I found you on Facebook and just said hello, hey, I like your I like your uh, I like your show, and then you re- you responded to me right away, and I was like, wow. I know when dude, when you have a very unpopular podcast, it's very easy to respond quickly. <laughs> when you don't have very many messages. <laughs> exactly. When nobody's messaging you, then you get excited. You're like, ooh. <laughs> no, I was like, oh my gosh, this super famous podcaster you responded to my message. And then I was, you know, what did I I messaged you every day for the next two weeks, I think. Didn't I bug you? No, you did not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's that's weird and day. creepy, and I would have uh, deleted you. You know, we uh we became friends just kind of over over messenger, really, and then you had uh, started up a Bible study. I started attending the Bible study that you put on, and ended up backpacking with you. And shoot, it was just like we're you know two old friends from school or something. We just got along. Literally so old. old, yeah. We're both old. So <laughs> one of us is a little bit older than the other, but not by much. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty close. Pretty, yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, we. Is that not how you remember it? Well, just clear up some of the details. So you mentioned the Bible study. So yeah, we'd put on like the Zoom Bible study. So it was basically for anybody that wanted to kind of check in across America or beyond. It was really unorthodox and you helped make it a lot smoother with your personality. And so we connected that way. And then we offered some trips through our show and you ended up going on a couple of them. And like, yeah, like you said, I felt like we connected really well. And so, so there you go. We established a friendship, 
kind of through a podcast, like just not your typical way. And so here we are doing our, our own show on a very different topic. So that's kind of how it went down. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm glad I uh, reached out that first time. I never would have thought that listening to your podcast would have led into such a great friendship that we have. So yeah, really for fortunate, sure, for sure, really man. happy that we got together. Absolutely. So every, I don't know if I'm going to do this every show, but I do have something I'd like to introduce at this point, And that is the integrity challenge. Some structure. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. Some structure <laughs> to the, to this conversation. That's right. So I, I try to behave in a way that has integrity and I'm sure that you're the same, but when you're in business, when you're negotiating, when you are seemingly ripping people off or getting amazing deals, maybe too good of a deal, you have to check yourself every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I got I got the integrity challenge for today. Are you up for this? Mm. Interesting. Okay, I'll try it out. What you got? Okay, so I'm going to give you the scenario, something that happened recently, and I want to know what you would do in this situation and anybody else out there, if you have a take on this or a suggestion or experience with this, I'm happy to take your advice because you might know more than I do in this in this case. Okay, so I bought a thermostat, a brand new Google Nest thermostat at a garage sale. And this might have even been purchased with you. I think you might have even been there when I, I bought this one. Yeah, I think you did. Either that okay. or we talked about them. Yeah, and I and so these things, yeah, these things go for a lot of money now, these smart thermostats. So I bought one and then it's brand new. Like it's in the shrink wrap. It's that new. And then I Mm -hmm. sold it on eBay for about a hundred bucks. Okay. Okay. And not too long after the guy received it, he said, this doesn't work. What? Right. Right. And I said, oh my gosh, it's out of the, like I packed it well. It's not getting, you know, jacked up in the mail. At least I don't think it was. So I packed Mm -hmm. it well. It's literally out of the package. I did some research to find out if this was a common problem or maybe like they just weren't working out of the box and I couldn't find anything on it. So this is not a common issue. Right. And so then I'm like, is this guy trying to trying to scam me? And hmm. so I kind of slow played it a little bit, but then I felt like, you know what? I just, I don't want to, I want to be a man of integrity. So I said, okay, like he submitted for a return and I accepted it and he had to send it back to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so okay. he does, he sends it back and but it, like, he didn't include the tracking number on eBay. So I didn't know it was coming back. And then eBay sends me an email saying like, it's time to refund your buyer, but I hadn't gotten it yet. And so I told right. eBay, I'm like, the, he, he never sent it back. I'm not going to refund him until I get it. And so yeah. I appealed to eBay and eBay fines in my favor, which like never happens. And they basically like allow me to keep the money. Like after that, decision by ebay i go home and it's in the mail like he actually did send it back <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the worst but there's no like it takes a micro usb power cord but it has to but it like has to fit in this housing that like a typical cord wouldn't work so he was saying that it wasn't charging and there's no way for mm. me to test it and it didn't have the cord in the box so i like tried to look up what comes in the box and i couldn't find that either so i don't have a way to test to see if what he's saying is true or not so I'm so, stuck. So he didn't send all the pieces back either then. Maybe, or maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know. Okay. I'm assuming not, but I don't know. I don't know what's in the box. So what do you do? Yeah. What do you do, Mike? I'm a little techie. So I know about these things, these nests and thermos, smart thermostats. And I have an older house. So I've tried some of them. I learned the hard way that not all those nest thermostats or smart thermostats work on old houses. So I think I would have 
tried to walk them through it, problem solve or troubleshoot, like kind of like what you did, uh, look up common issues that it has. But I, th I think I would have tried, tried to solve it with him, try to problem solve with him. And then when he sent back, man, that's a hard one because, uh, because it's out of the box now, it's out of the shrink wrap. You just devalued my product. Mm -hmm. But then you, so did, right. did your declining or appealing him not sending it back? Did that ding his credit rating on or his rating on eBay? No, no. So I'm how, I mean, I don't know the, the, I, the reason why I, I would need more information about this from maybe some people that are more experienced out there is because I don't know if they found my favor so quickly because other, you know, sellers had had an issue with the same person. Oh same issue before so maybe he had had a history of like fraud basically so i don't know I, i'm just making that yeah. up so i'm i guess i'm kind of wondering where your integrity question is it sounds like you did everything right well i have i have the product and i have the money now so mm -hmm. it feels like i shouldn't have both right oh i see but the they re, ebay refunds the the buyer's money also though right i don't know i, think so. I doubt it because that, that, mean, that means ebay's at 100 bucks they're not gonna be at 100 bucks Oh, that guy would have been texting you by now or messaging you at least. You'd think, right? Yeah. Unless he was at fault. Uh, well, that's a weird one. I'm not sure what I would do. Well, I know what I would do. I, I would ha I would either give the product back to the person, or I'd give uh, the money back. Obviously, if if that's if that was came out of their account. But if eBay refunded you and refunded the customer, that's a little different. Yeah, I doubt that happened. So I actually did reach out to the guy. I emailed him not long after I got the package back in the mail. And I just, Hey, did you get charged for this? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not trying to, I forget what, how I said it, but I just, I was just asking like, Hey, did you get charged for mm -hmm. this? And he did not respond. He didn't No. What is going on? That's crazy. Yeah. So that's what makes me think it might be fraud, but it still makes me feel weird to have both the product and the money. Right. right. Should I sell the product for parts? Huh? Hmm. I'm making like a double sale on the same item. That seems even more, I... more lack of integrity-ish. <laughs> Man, we're going deep in our first topic, aren't we? This is crazy. Hey, I'm, you know, we don't, we don't pull any punches here on the Pickers Podcast. No punches pulled. That's, that should be our newest tagline, new slogan. <laughs> no punches pulled on the Pickers Podcast. You don't have an answer for this, Mike. You're like, you're struggling Dude, with this, I... but I have to do something. I either am going to keep the money, keep the product, or I've got to refund the money. I'm not sending the product back because he doesn't want that. Okay, here's what I do. Here's the steps that I would do. You reached out to the seller. He's not responding to you. I'd reach out to the buyer, yeah. Or to the buyer, sorry. I'd reach out yep. to eBay and say, hey, did he get charged? Because now I have the money and the product, and I feel a little guilty about mm -hmm. this. See if they respond. So now you've done your due diligence to figure this out. Okay. If nobody responds to you, you shouldn't feel bad about it at all. Just take your stuff and move on. Okay. You didn't do anything wrong. I don't think. I mean, I yeah, I, I thought I was selling a brand new product. Okay, I'll reach out to eBay and we'll get an update on that. So good, that's good advice. I like it. That's why I asked you, man. That's why I asked you. I guess I, I, I need one more piece of information because I'm I'm just have to ask, my friend, how long before the time that he sent it back and you received the product though? Was it 24 hours at least? Did you give him a little bit of time for the mail to get there? Well, yeah, no, no, I think it doesn't matter how long they, he has a time limit on it. It's just the fact that eBay had found in my favor before I had received the product. That was the issue. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. they had they had charged me 
and said, hey, you now owe the buyer the money. And I was like, no, I don't. I don't have the product. And then they found my favor, and that's when I got the product after that. So I was, I was just in the responsive mode. I wasn't aggressively trying to, you know, shortchange right. the customer. Yeah, no, that's a... It's a good story. It's a good story to know because I'm going to start okay. running into these things. I heard that there's a lot of, a lot of refund. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot uh, of fraud out there. Like really anybody could just, you know, have something that doesn't work. Then they buy it brand new from somebody on eBay claiming that doesn't work and they return the broken item. And now they have a brand new right. item for free. Right. Like there's, I imagine that happens all the time. And so I always wonder if I'm getting scammed or that kind of stuff. Do you get a lot of returns? It's been increasing in the last few years. Like before it used to be never. It'd be like one out of a hundred maybe. And now it feels like it's one out of 20. And do you have to pay the returned uh, postage also? Yeah. And a lot of times if it's not, you know, like you're talking about selling your canister fuel stabilizer thing, which is way, you know, which is just like you're going to make 10 bucks on it. By the time they ship it, you ship it there, you ship it back. It's not even worth it. So you just end up letting the customer keep it. So there's... Right. More potential for scam, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll see what happens with that. But that was a good as question. Of now, I got the product. That was a good topic. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm glad we're talking about them because I'm going to start experiencing them here pretty soon when I get started with the eBay store. So with that, let's go ahead and transfer over to trivia time. Oh, yeah. That's right. We are going to ask each other three questions. We're going to alternate back and forth each week. Each of us is going to have uh, have the chance of coming up with the trivia. Carl, you up for the trivia each week or every other week? I'm up for the trivia every week. I'm excited to ask you questions. I'm excited to answer questions. This is your trivia, man. What you got this this time? So these trivia questions are going to be on integrity since you threw me the integrity challenge. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Related. So the, Related. They're going to progressively get harder. So I'm by by number three. I don't know if you're going to be able to handle this one, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. The last ones are true. The last ones are true or false. Though. Okay. Progressively so get harder, but I still get a 50-50 shot of getting it right. I'm not sure if that, ma- that matches up. <laughs> Flip of a coin. Okay. Question number one, true or false? Integrity is at the core of the Pickers what podcast. What kind of question is this? <laughs> it's a true or false question. Is integrity at the core of us? Um, Mike, I'm going to say true on this one. I mean, that's the hope, right? I'm sure that as we as we dive deeper into our stories, maybe we'll get challenged on that. But you know what? We're open to correction. So True. I think that we're pretty integral people. So I am going to give you that one. True, my friend. Number one is true. Okay. We aren't. Yeah. But how we define integrity might be different than somebody else. Right. So for example, it's literally defined in a dictionary. (laughs) I don't know how somebody else can define it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a scenario. If if we're, if we go someplace to buy something, we're trying to get a deal and the deal is just off the charts. Mm-hmm. Right, so somebody's selling something for a dollar that's worth three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Is that an integrity move to just be like, all right, I'll buy that for a dollar, or should we just inform them that, like, hey, you're really underpricing this item. I'll pay a little more for that because I want to be fair. Yeah, that's what I plan on doing. Are you different? Are you different than that? Would okay. you Would you take it for a buck? Yeah, I'm totally different than that because it depends mm-hmm. on the scenario. Like, for example, garage sales, people are just trying to get rid of stuff. That's the whole purpose of them. They're not, I mean, the stuff they don't sell is just going to get donated most of the time. So I'm happy to take it off their hands for whatever they want to, you know, sell it for. All right. We'll see how it plays out. That's just kind of a taste of some of the conversations we can have about this. But all right. What's number two? So question number two, 
Which one of these is not an attribute of integrity? A, dependability. B, loyalty. C, a good voice. Or D, good judgment. A good voice for integrity? Okay. <laughs> uh, sil- I'm gonna go with C, uh, the silly answer. Don't you one. believe people when they have a <laughs> C is correct. I, I thought I was gonna okay. throw you off with that one because people with good voice, you feel like you can trust them, right? When they have a good voice. That's the opposite. Usually, yeah, the, the smoother they talk, the the faster you wanna run. Oh, I see how it is. All right, this next one, it might be a little uh, off the wall, but roll with it. I think it's pretty funny. Okay. Okay. The word integrity comes from the kid's story, Hansel and Gretty. Gretty or Gretel? Gretty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard of the story of Hansel and Gretty? Gretty Gretty's like the stepchild that um, got lost like round two or something. I don't know. First of all, yeah. before I answer the question, kudos to you for coming up with three integrity questions just simply about the word integrity because <laughs> that I'm sure was challenging. Uh, I gotta, I'm going to go with false on this one. No, my friend, it is actually true. My mom. Ah, great. Who's Greddy? Greddy. My mom used to tell me a story when I was a kid about two boys. Their names were Hansel and Greddy. So Hansel was a good kid, but Greddy was kind of a shady character, you know? And one day mm-hmm. Hansel entered Greddy's house and Greddy talked him into taking a walk back in the woods where they found a, a candy store. When they went in there, they both stole some candy and were, were arrested, mm. and they were both sentenced to prison for five years. That's That sounds about right for candy, right? If somebody steals candy, I think five years minimum. I used to right? think that it was pretty excessive, too, but uh, she's, <laughs> she would always end it with, remember, don't enter Greddy's house. Okay. And that's where they Who's the Greddy in this relationship, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> me in my younger days? I stole some candy when I was a kid, so I could be me, but I'll try to lead you down the path of righteousness. So, <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. So, so I, I passed trivia. I got the two out of three, but I think, I, I think we got to have something on the line for this. We got to add some tension, some spice to the trivia. So, uh oh. What do you got? Let's do a round of 10. Whoever the biggest loser is, whoever's lost the most trivia is after 10 has to do a cold call, has to go up to somebody's house, door, whatever, and and knock and say, hello. Oh, man. I'm a picker. Do you happen to have any extra items such as, you know, whatever it is, to try to buy something? So you got to make randomly? Yeah. Yeah, and if they just if they just say no and close the door, that doesn't count. You got you got to have a conversation. So <laughs> this is gonna be so awkward. This is my worst nightmare. Dude. No, it's awkward for everybody, and so I'm happy to do it as well. And we'll of course have maybe you know one of our wives in the background like filming us, so that there's evidence. That's crazy. I've already got people that are asking to go with me on this challenge. If I fail, if I don't, if I have to go, I'll do it. I okay. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. I am not looking forward to this. It's given me anxiety just even as we talk about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes it fun. I know. Oh, Mike, thanks for the trivia, man. All right, that was some good trivia, and I'm not looking forward to doing those cold calls. But remember, if you guys like this podcast, we'd appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button and give us a review on iTunes. And it's particularly helpful since we're just starting out. Remember to follow us on our social medias. You can find us at Pickers Podcast. Or did you know that we have a phone number? We have an actual phone number. Like just for the show? Just for the show. 
All right. What's the phone number? You can call or text us at 707-572-5211. All right. And we'll have that in the show description as well. And lastly, do you know what else we got, Carl? What do we got? We have an official website. Wow. Wow. Pickerspodcast.com. Well, I like it, man. Thanks for sharing about all the places that they can connect with us. We hope that you connect with us for sure. And we have that down in our show description as well. Mike, my friend, that's all I got. All right. Now, fellow pickers, go find your own treasures one story at a time. And remember, it's not reselling if you never sell it. (laughs) 